From Washington, I'm David Schultz, and this is Talking Tax. Only the most hardcore tax nerds may be aware of this, but Washington State is out on the forefront of a lot of unique issues in state taxation. Not only does it have a controversial capital gains tax that sets it apart from other states that don't have income taxes, but it also pioneered the taxing of digital goods and services. One of the main reasons the Evergreen State has been on the vanguard here is today's guest. Gil Brewer was the Senior Assistant Director of Tax Policy in Washington State's Department of Revenue. I say was because he just stepped down in this position after a very long career. Brewer was also the leader of a work group within the Multi-State Tax Commission, or MTC, that looked at harmonizing how different states tax digital goods. Brewer spoke with Bloomberg Tax and Accounting reporter Mike Bologna shortly after his retirement about why his state was so far out ahead on this issue, but first he talked about whether Washington's controversial capital gains tax is really here to stay. Uh, it's, It's fascinating. We're the only state, only entity I know anywhere that has a tax on capital gains that is an excise tax on the privilege of engaging in the transaction as opposed to earning income. And that does some funky things. Uh, At the same time, they want to tie it to the federal income tax because that's convenient. That's what people know. And just administratively, it's easier for both uh, taxpayers and the agency to follow the established practices that the feds have. And they don't, it's not always a neat fit, but that's administratively, those are the ongoing work we got to do. Legally, I think we're wrapped up. The Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court has said, we're not looking at it. Washington Supreme Court has upheld it against a state constitutional challenge. But politically, it is far from over. I mean, we've got a I don't know that the initiative has been certified yet, but they submitted enough uh, signatures that everyone is assuming it will be if it hasn't. That would put the repeal of the cap gains on the ballot. And who knows? Uh, And if that happens, then all bets are off again and you, you start from ground zero again. Hmm. Interesting. One of the other things Washington is known for, I guess, is its pioneering effort in terms of the taxation of digital products. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that evolution? And um, did, did you play a role in that? Yeah, that's one, unfortunately, I've been in since ground zero. Uh, interesting way it came about. We had an, an auditor and auditors are aggressive and they should be. That's their job. You don't want an auditor who's just going to give it away. They decided to impose sales tax on a business's trade subscription. And that particular subscription, it changed from a physical paper copy to electronic. And we got into some of the discussions that many states have dealt with. Well, is this tangible personal property or isn't it? And eventually, the company that was involved in the audit went to the legislature and just said, we're going to short circuit this. We're going to put in a bill and it's going to exempt this from tax. So they did. And then the rest of the business community looked and said, well, wait a second. You know, you exempted this one small type of publication. What about everything else? You know, the fact that an exemption is there kind of suggests 
everything else should be taxable. So they got worried about where this was going, and we ended up getting the, the genesis of the study. 2008, we started that. Final report came in 2009, and it included potential legislation, which was introduced and enacted. I mean, we, we didn't know what we were doing. We're, we're making stuff up. Uh, the streamlined sales tax, tax had kind of dipped a toe in this and had developed the definitions for digital goods, basically digital books, music, and video. But the the people who were driving the study, which are the legislators, they're the ones who are going to take the vote, really wanted to protect the state's t- sales tax base and, and wanted to go broader than that. We work with Streamline to be able to uh, remain in compliance and and still go beyond that. And we, we made some stuff up and said, okay, this is kind of what it looks like. We think this is where the market's going and let's throw it out there and see how it works. And we've spent, gosh, it's almost 15 years now gaining experience in that. And it has been a whirlwind of an education. Well, t- tell me about the breadth of what you taxed there, because um, that that was an important part of this, right? Yeah, and it was a very deliberate choice by the study group's recommendations and the legislature's enactment. One of the things we noticed right off the bat, looking at digital products, and th- this has not changed a bit. If anything, it's gotten more prevalent. This stuff changes quickly. I mean, it's a virtual world. You push a couple buttons, you write a little code, and you have a different product. And the the concept of trying to name every type of product that you wanted to tax, it, it just seemed overwhelming. And what we did in Washington was a very broad definition for what we call digital automated services, uh, just a term we made up. Basically, what it says is if you are providing a service that uses software and it is delivered electronically. You have software and you're providing something and someone's paying, it's taxable. That is pretty darn broad. To this point, uh, I'm not aware of anything that is you think of as a digital product that wouldn't meet that. For example, when NFTs popped up, Nobody had thought about that, anticipated that. Well, I didn't, certainly. Uh, we took a look and we're like, yeah, that's, that fits. It's doing what it was designed to do. Well, well let's talk about MTC for a second. How did you um, come to sort of pitch this idea of a uniformity project around digital products? <laughs> it's interesting how that, that, uh, that legend has, has evolved, but I could see why. A lot of MTC's work focused on income tax. We don't have one. So I would go to these meetings three times a year religiously and sit through and listen. And at some point I'm going, you know, maybe we could talk about something we care about. The digital products was something I, I saw in the press and other states were struggling. How do we, where do we want to go? How do we do this? And I thought, uh, well, look, we've got at that point over 10 years experience working on this. Uh, I never claimed we had all the answers, but I did say we have a lot of experience. We could share that. We're happy to talk with people and, you know, together maybe we can all learn and get a better result out of this. And uniformity is not bad for anyone if we can reach agreement. So I, I did not have any 
idea that I was going to create a, a uniformity project. I just wanted to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and by raising your hand, you, you got appointed, it sounds like, too, right? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those everyone else took a step back, and I'm like, hey, what am I doing up here? But uh, it, whatever, I'm happy to do that. I was happy to, to serve, and I've enjoyed it. Uh, did my best to try to encourage the conversation and move things forward. Um, you know, I've, I've attended a lot of these meetings, and, um, and I remember one in particular uh, where you said, and I think partially in jest, but, but also it, it pointed up some uh, points of tension, something to the effect that um, we're, we're not trying to do this so states can tax every electron that passes over the Internet. But um, it strikes me that this is really a very difficult project, and um, do you feel that uh, you guys are making some progress? Yeah, uh, there was there was a lot of reaction to the initial formation of the group and this this view that oh my God this is a huge tax grab. Of course, from state perspective, it's you know, without doing something, there's a huge tax release. I don't know what the opposite of a grab is. Mm-hmm. Uh, your base is going to go away because the traditional tangible products are moving into digital form. But wanted to get away from that argument of what are you going to tax? How much are you going to tax? What's the rate? That, that's all, that's way down the road. Just wanted to get a sense of what are we looking at? What are these products? What, what are the unique features that cause problems applying traditional tax models to it? And there, uh, I think, it, it, I, at least I hope, I believe we kind of made a breakthrough when we started talking about a business inputs exemption. Both the, the state administrators and the business community agree that it's best to avoid pyramiding and sales tax. So, all right, how would that work with a digital products tax? And I think we started to see there are areas where we have common ground, that we, we share interest in making this work and making it work for everybody we, I think we kind of snuck under everyone's attention with our original digital products bill. People weren't paying a lot of attention, and it went in, and boom, it, it took effect. Uh, since then, I think uh, you get a lot more resistance. People are aware, holy cow, this is, this is going to be taxed. What do you mean? Well, the business community is going to be a big part of that lobby. And if a state wants to preserve that part of their sales tax base, maybe it's worth it for them to give a break on the business inputs in order to not have to fight that lobby with everyone else. So you're stepping down, of course you're retiring, but you're stepping down from the work group too. How do you see that project progressing over the next year or two? Uh, It'll be up to them, obviously, and where they choose to go. This is a huge project. MTC staff and and I have talked, uh, it may be something that goes on for a while, uh, similar to what's been done with apportionment, which has regular reviews and and adjustments. And I would be shocked if the digital products doesn't end up like that. Just the nature of of the environment, the digital universe, it is so malleable and and so quick to make changes. it's going to be something to keep an eye on for a while. 
That was Gil Brewer, former Senior Assistant Director of Tax Policy at the Washington State Department of Revenue, speaking with Michael Bologna. And that's it for today's podcast. You can find up-to-the-minute news and latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, David Schultz, with special help from Andrew Satter. Benjamin Freed is our editor. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. In a global tax landscape that changes by the day, it's what you don't know that can leave you exposed. At Bloomberg Tax, we provide market-leading intelligence and practical applications to help tax professionals work smarter, faster, and more accurately. Our solutions provide the insights you need for game-changing outcomes. To revolutionize your performance in real time, the difference is Bloomberg Tax. Learn more at pro.bloombergtax.com.